0: how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on ScoreNorth and scorenorth.com. Great cash, homie. It's a state of the offense Thursday here on Purple Daily, daily Vikings entertainment where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die We appreciate Quick Trip for powering these episodes. We got a random Viking of the week here today. This is a really anticipated game, I feel like, on Sunday, right? It was like last week was kind of, okay, Jaron Hall, what's he going to look like? And now that we've seen Joshua Dobbs on basically no practice, no nothing, do what he did on Sunday, I I can feel just people want it to be Sunday so we can see what does this thing look like again here with Kevin O'Connell helping the pilot land the plane last week. So I I don't know about you guys. I am really excited to see what this, what this thing looks like with a full week of preparation again.
1: Well, yeah. And I, it it was just, it was such a great story, right? Like the coach leads the quarterback, but the quarterback brings the, I I mean, it was, that's about as organic of Viking story. I believe as we've had in a long time. Yeah. Uh, And if you watch Josh jobs, press conference on Wednesday, this guy is impossible not to like. Like it's just and I might be falling for it, but I don't think I, I am. There seems to be zero act there. Like he just seems to be this genuinely really positive guy that mm-hmm. that hasn't that's, you know, that's struggled to stick. Like he's not had a he's not had a career where it's like one starting job to the next starting, like he's struggled to stick, but his un Relenting positivity and the fact that that he's staying across of uh, from TCO in in the hotel right now and is uh, currently trying to live out of a suitcase and stuff. It's just a good story. It's is a that hell of he's going to
0: stay probably for the next two months? He's just going to stay. He
1: says he might look for a place with a day off or something, but he also said got to work on Tuesdays.
0: Interesting. Yeah, mm. uh,
2: I told you guys like a few months back uh, that I, I sleep talk in my sleep. It's a it's a normal yeah. thing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and apparently this week, I have been sleep talking about football games and receivers <laughs> not getting in bounds. Did he, football. Like I, apparently in the middle of the night, the other night, my fiance told me I was just screaming out, "Hey, feet were in, feet were in bounds, feet were, in, feet, were in, feet were in bounds, feet were out of bounds." And I've been, <laughs> I have been talking about wow. football like play by play. Of situations in my sleep, and every time she has said she has tried to grab her phone to record this, I then roll over and then I stop doing yeah. the sleep talking. Wow! But apparently, I'm sleep talking of of situations of toe tapping and other football.
0: The Jordan things. Addison catch. I mean, you're like well, resetting the I, Jordan Addison catch. That's what I thought uh, of.
2: Yeah, the weirdest thing. She needs that's to get video stuff. of
0: this so that we can play this back on Purple Daily, and I will gladly play it back. Like I have blue, no blue forty two, blue forty two, blue for blue for White eighty, wide kill, kill, kill can can can't
1: can it's important stuff mm-hmm. toe tapping it's mm-hmm. important stuff
0: that's yeah. awesome yeah we need to tell her to be just she should just stay up all night staring does at she you not while sleep, sleep to soundly? Make sure.
2: well uh with my you know sleep talking snoring and just in general i'm just spoiler alert i'm a terrible person to sleep next to just just no. getting that out she there might
1: right want to grab no. the couch Yeah.
2: No. No. no just
0: is that what you do? You tell your wife to grab the couch grab if the you're couch, snoring? Yeah. Is that how that works? Or to, do you, Dave, I, I think maybe Declan might want to grab the couch if he's the one that's snoring <laughs> yeah. and sleep-talking. I love Judd's logic. I'll I'm snoring, sleep-talking, being loud, so that's your problem. You to Oh, no no, 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 no. I don't know. No. Dawn,
1: <laughs> Dawn snores uh, way more than me. I snore a little bit, but not <laughs> much. But I'm going to tell you, 30 years of wedded bliss You do what you got to do to get sleep.
0: Sleep's incredibly important. By kicking your wife to the couch. I'm a big sleeper myself. Uh, Before we get into the state of the offense categories, a shout out to our friends at Federated, which was just named recently one of the 10 best employers in Minnesota by Forbes. So not only is it a great place to work, it's a great place to work with if you are a business owner. Face-to-face, eye-to-eye relationship, it's one of the many things that makes Federated stand out in the insurance industry uh, Federated's corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. It's like having a great offensive line for your business. They believe in culture building, just like our favorite football team apparently does. Find out more information at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Let's start with just the overall sort of snapshot of the Vikings offense here. Where does the Vikings offense rank in some important categories? They are seventh in yards per play. They were uh third at one point or fourth. Now they're kind of like last week, their uh, yards per play total was a little bit less than it was in the previous few weeks. So seventh in yards per play, they dropped a slot or two 13th in points per game. They jumped up in points per game because uh-huh. they scored a season high 31 points last week. Tenth in expected points added, which is an analytical all encompassing statistic. And then DVOA, another uh, from the analytical bin there, 16th. So seventh in yards per play, 13th in scoring, 10th in EPA, 16th in DVOA. So top half of the league offense. With Kirk Cousins, they were moving the ball at like yardage wise at like a top five clip. We'll see where that falls now that he is out for the season. And now I think so. We've been doing state of Kirk Cousins. Let's also do state of Joshua Dobbs. Where does Joshua Dobbs rank in some key categories? All right. Okay not nearly as good as Kirk. So I'll keep updating Kirk as guys fall above and below him because he did put up a half season's worth of productivity. So mm-hmm. passer rating, Kirk Cousins, third, Joshua Dobbs, 23rd. This is including his Cardinals games, obviously. Right. QBR, Kirk Cousins, 10th, Joshua Dobbs, 18th. PFF grade, Kirk Cousins, 6th, Joshua Dobbs, 26th. And expected points added, Kirk Cousins, 7th, Joshua Dobbs, 29th so we'll see it'll be interesting after a few games of sample is Joshua Dobbs did he just have a fun Sunday against the Falcons and ran a couple touchdowns in or is he really the 25th quarterback in the NFL like he was with the Cardinals I don't think he's at all on Kirk's level but it'll be interesting to see where he falls with a better car with a better head coach communication Uh all that stuff
1: yeah, I most so what I think is going to be the difference here from him being probably near the bottom of the pack as a cardinal and not being great now, but being improved. And where, where the test comes to me is O'Connell, right? Like that's the thing because it's like the Cardinals are the Cardinals. They strike me as just a complete hot mess, yeah. and and the Vikings. I'm not saying that the Vikings are perfect. But I do think the Vikings are going to have uh, more answers to the test for Dobbs than the Cardinals did. So I would not expect Dobbs to approach uh, statistically what Kirk did, but I would expect that it's going to look much more competitive on a weekly basis than he probably did in Arizona.
2: Yeah. And, and just the, I mean, even with Arizona giving it to Kyler Murray, it's not like I, I saw, I think it was a Colin who was talking about it yesterday. It's not like Arizona's out of the running for getting this top pick. Like, Kyler Murray isn't going to move the needle that much to make mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals win some, win a lot more games by the end of the season and tank their draft position. But with Josh Dobbs here in Minnesota, I mean, even without JJ, who could be back probably next week at the earliest, he's got so many weapons here. Like, he's feeding TJ Hawkinson 14 times. Jordan Addison's been great. Brandon Powell has come out of basically like a left field and has also been a nice little option for them. He's got a good line. Like, I think even if it was going to be Jaren Hall before he got hurt, and now it's obviously Joshua Dobbs, I wouldn't say the quarterback was irrelevant, but the quarterback that's stepping into this car has a really nice car to drive. You're not getting moms, you know, 96 Chevy, you know, Malibu. You're getting a pretty nice car to drive here, and it should be, you know, it, t- it should take the pressure off that player from having to make terrific plays. Yeah. So Did you without, say
1: Brandon Powell came out of nowhere? Do you not remember? you want the victory lap? judge training camp notes do that you not really remember the day blood today, Judd? the blood sweat and tears that this man right here sitting right here the sports i, I do remember in.
0: judd's camp notes he, yep. yes
2: oh yeah i remember
1: two years ago mm-hmm. johnny Mont. you know what when it comes to koc getting his former rams in town you know who watched that closely
0: that's right this guy right here bravo you're right you nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. And I kind you. of wondered even like watching him just, I was at like three different practices during training camp and watching just that amount of limited reps in practice, like that guy can play definitely more than Rager. So that was a, like, that was an easy first guess and they made the right decision. But now that he's becoming, I mean, he caught the game winning touchdown. He, you can deploy him on. He's a punt returner. He can catch the game-winning touchdown on a route. You can deploy him as sort of a like a hybrid running back on jet sweeps and stuff. <clears throat> so, yeah, he's a even when Justin Jefferson comes back, I think you have to find some space for Brandon Powell. You know, mix and match him. Maybe K.J. Osborne gets some snaps taken away. I don't know how that works. But um, with all of this said about sort of the great job that Kevin O'Connell did and Joshua Dobbs processing information on the fly... Now the question is, how far can the 5-4 and four Vikings go without Kirk Cousins? So that's my question to you guys. I mean, if you go back and look the last 25 years, this this franchise has had a number of great success stories when a backup quarterback steps in after a couple games or a few games or whatever it is. I mean, most notably, 1998, Brad Johnson was the starting quarterback that year. He gets hurt in what, the second game of the season? The I think the opener against Tampa and Randall Cunningham steps in and has one of the great quarterback seasons in franchise history. And it's, you know, I, I don't think anyone at that time, he was in his mid to late thirties would have said Randall Cunningham is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He was a really good quarterback who had, who had played enough football over the years Mm -hmm. and got to drive a great car with a great offensive minded head coach, right? Like it was all sort of a total package. And they wind up going 15-1, and one going to the NFC Championship game. The next year, the next year, 1999, is sort of regarded as a disappointing season because they weren't as good as 98. But Randall Cunningham, the sand ran out of the hourglass for him. And so Jeff George stepped in after a few games yeah. and kind of helped save the season. They get back to, I think, an 11-win season, and they wind up going to the second round of the playoffs. 2008, Judd's guy Gus Farrat comes in. So T Jack starts 0-2. They make the change to Gus Ferrat, and the Viking Gus Gus wasn't as good as maybe Randall Cunningham in 98, but Gus helped lead the Vikings to an 8-3 and three record in 11 games. They win the division at 10-6, and, and then Case Keenum, maybe he's the most notable next to Randall Cunningham. You know, Bradford goes down, Case Keenum takes over, it's still a really good car that he's driving. He's got Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, Dalvin Cook, I believe, at that point was spry and young right and the Vikings go 13 and 3 so how far can the Vikings go with Joshua Dobbs driving this car do you think
1: oh god um, between O'Connell and Dobbs driving the car I as I said uh, on my hottest Vikings take on Monday I think that they can make the playoffs and win a playoff game Um, beyond that like I don't think it I don't I, I think it would end there but I think that they can go I think this is going to force them and, and with what's transpiring now, I actually think the chemistry and culture is really good right now. And um, it feels like they purged their really bad games, which which is, I guess in some ways a bad thing, but also good. So I think that they can, I'll, I'll stick with what I said on Monday and write that down on Wednesday. I think this team will be a wild card team. I think they will obviously make the playoffs, and I think that they can win a playoff game. And that's with Dobbs or whoever is potentially playing QB, but let's assume it's Dobbs. I think that they can go that far, yes. Dex?
2: I just want to be clear. I'm not saying this is the exact same comparison, okay?
0: Just want oh, that out I'm, in either before I go in. I, for one, am excited to to interpret whatever he's about to say
1: it's a Super in the, Bowl. In the
0: opposite manner. So here we go. It's a,
1: su- it's a backup going to a Super Bowl and winning it. Wait, I know what he's going to say. I do too.
0: He's going to say Nick Foles. Why'd you take it he's from him? Say Nick Foles, right? You took say, it from him. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Say it it say wasn't it.
2: Nick Foles. Oh. It wasn't Nick Foles. But it's another maybe possibly comparable situation here. In 2012, hold on. the 49ers lost Alex hold Smith hold to an injury. Colin Kaepernick, a rookie, I believe at the time, I think he was a rookie or was like on the bench, wasn't playing at all, stepped in, goes 6-2, and takes him to the, what, five-yard line of winning a Super Bowl, a guy who was the complete opposite quarterback of alex smith and credit to jim harbaugh you got it out but it's josh dobbs and the 2023 vikings okay. on a similar 2012 <laughs> path to the san francisco 49ers. i went oh there i just went there oh my
0: god wow the hot takes right now hot take okay on thursday so what i'm what i'm gathering from both of you here and this is where it it, it it it's premature to feel this way about Joshua Dobbs because up until like a few weeks ago, you would have just considered him like why is he just available, right? as a as an option for a sixth or a seventh round pick swap if he is 2000 you know 13 Colin Kaepernick or you know whatever other examples. But what I'm gathering from you guys is it seems like you both think the Vikings have a chance to go further with Joshua Dobbs than they would have with Kirk Cousins. I mean, I, I, we've been doing this show every single day of the whole year, right? At no point have I heard Declan talk about 10 years ago, 49ers-type no, run no, to like
1: Colin the Super Bowl. No.
0: And this is the first time, I think, all season that I've heard you say the Vikings are going to win a playoff game. Monday was the and first time so, I've said it. So all of this found optimism is coming after the Vikings swapped out Kirk Cousins for Joshua Dobbs.
1: Well, I just to, want to, to point be, that out, uh, okay? Yes, no, that's true, but if they had, but if they were on this type of streak with Kirk, oh, Man, I gotta, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. If they were on this type of streak with Kirk, um and, and the momentum continued, well they were. I probably would say, right, right, but I'm saying is is I could see myself feeling the same way. All all I'm saying in my opinion and this is unquantifiable, okay? There are some times where it feels like teams get on rolls and sports karma changes and things and their culture is good. And the team seems to band together in the face of adversity. This feels like that. This if- feels like, like what we saw, um, like what we've seen from teams that have o- overcome adversity and actually use that as a galvanizing factor to some sort of success
0: is some of it that, well, let me ask you this question first. Okay. Cause, cause most of this run came with Kirk cousins at the helm and the last two games for him. I mean, that's some of the best football we've seen him play as a Viking, the Niners game, yeah. the Packers game. Absolutely. Let's say he doesn't tear his Achilles. They go on to beat the Packers handily the way that they were going to. And then the Vikings with Kirk cousins go into Atlanta and they win by the exact same score, the exact same game flow. It's they they win a game. They're kind of trailing a couple weird turnovers. Let's let's say even Kirk has a couple weird turnovers or something, but they come flying back in the fourth quarter, and Kirk Cousins leads them on the first fourth quarter comeback of the season, and they win that game 31 to 28, and they're five and four, and Kirk is fully healthy going into the Saints game. Mm-hmm. Would you guys I'm just curious, I'm not poking at you, I'm just curious. Like would you have the same opinions about how far they can go today right now personally
1: uh no because of this i feel like the kirk thing and and i'm actually going i'm actually going to spin this in, into a positive i feel like the kirk injury is bringing the team closer i feel like the kirk okay. so so like i think that they really like kirk and and i don't think that that this is a negative about Kirk, but it felt like what they overcame on Sunday was special in part because they didn't have Kirk. And to be honest with you, if they, if that Falcons game had gone in that flow with Kirk, I think we, we'd be like, well, that was awful close.
0: It was kind of ugly. Yeah. They kind of, yeah, and back the to... Falcons
1: aren't good. Like I would have been the reason why I enjoyed that game personally because it was not, a like, a good game. But the reason why I enjoyed it is the Vikings overcame the obstacles, which included uh, the starting quarterback, Jaron Hall, being lost 11 plays in for him, right? So, like, this is where I feel like this is becoming a flow thing of momentum based on things that include, very importantly, Kirk being out and the team rallying around this unknown guy and Josh Dobbs, at least to them.
2: I mean, I probably would be believing more than I had been at any point, if you're saying that Kirk was still healthy and they won these mm-hmm. games the exact same way. I'd feel, I'd feel pretty good about them because they had beaten San Francisco, they had beaten Green Bay, um, and if they had won the exact same style where it's a Brandon Powell touchdown at the last second of the game or last minute of the game, um, I probably feel a lot better. Cause the NFC just stinks this year outside of Philadelphia. The NFC is awful. I, I believe my hot take after the Giants loss in the playoffs was this was Kirk Cousins best chance to win a Super Bowl because also last year I thought the NFC wasn't as strong as it had been in previous years this year it's weaker it is weaker I mean outside of Philadelphia and look if you have to go to Philly in a playoff game good luck any team that that has to play Philly in Philadelphia in the NFC playoffs this year is going to have a tough time but the rest of that field to me is so wide open that maybe the path again has kind of open back up where, hey, you actually have a chance here because of how weak the NFC is, you can actually have a pretty good path to a Super Bowl.
0: I think here's my sort of diagnosis of because I'll admit I don't know that I would have them going to the Super Bowl quite yet like the the scenario Declan and of course Declan's not guaranteeing Super Bowl he's just painting that's, a serious. hypothetical that's right what I, that's what I heard Colin Kaepernick Joshua Dobbs same <laughs> clip guy. it clip it for social yes like a dunk yeah on score.
1: Declan
0: Um, And I don't don't even know, I'd have to do a little bit more thinking. I I need to see another game for sure, like before I would say that they're going to win a playoff game. So I'm like a little more reserved. It's funny because I was more bullish on them being better than they were when they were one and four than you guys. And now I feel like I'm more reserved about the path forward. And I think here's my diagnosis. We've all, if we're being honest, we have all decided for the most part even as Kirk has improved and the relationship with Kirk and Kevin O'Connell has brought some things out of Kirk that, that weren't there under Mike Zimmer, I think we've all seen enough where we're pretty sure he's not the guy that's going to lead them deep in the playoffs. Last year, it's like you got a home playoff game yeah. against the New York Giants, and yeah, the defense isn't very good, but dude, just just make it happen. you know? Like, Go lead a drive at the end of the game figure something i think fair or not i think we've we've kind of landed on the vikings are good with kirk cousins but he's he's been an he's been a starting quarterback for like 10 years and at no point have any kirk cousins led teams come anywhere near a conference championship game right so or let alone a super bowl so now that he's gone it's not that they're replacing him with someone better i think there's almost this hopeful optimism that okay we know the car is a good car We had questions about how far that driver, albeit a good driver, could take the car. Now we're like, we're like projecting the best version of Joshua Dobbs on the rest of the season. When in reality, Joshua Dobbs probably isn't the driver that you're going to be latching on to long term. You know, like we're, we are projecting the best version of Joshua Dobbs. That's, that's Mm -hmm. what we're doing here. When we say, you know, Colin Kaepernick, or when we say they're going to win a road playoff game in the first round.
1: Well. I'm also pr- projecting the best puppeteer of Dobbs, w- which is O'Connell. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I see, I am way more hung up on Kevin's role here than Dobbs' role because he is trying to basically milk what what he he can. Now, the question, in fairness, is this: When does Josh Dobbs have to turn in the slipper? Because that's what you know. Case Keenum in Philadelphia, one touchdown, Vikings are up. Turn in the slipper, case. Okay. <laughs>
0: Bang, you're done. Interception. Interception. So the question
1: is, when does the slipper get turned in? But, Phil, I I think that this whole season highlights the difference between us, especially in in our brains, because, you know, I know exactly what you were saying at one and four when common sense and statistics said this team should be, I don't know, four and one or have three uh, three wins. Mm -hmm. My point in football especially, football to me feels like such a uh it's the margins are so small, like between wins and losses, and at one and four, like I still felt the Vikings at every possible most important moment are shooting themselves in the foot like 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 the stupidity of the fumbles and some of their plays. Well, now it feels like there's a rallying point, and that O'Connell and this is where I think we agree where the culture is actually so important here. And so I really feel like, you know, Kirk being hurt, if anything brought this team far closer because they do like Kirk and Kirk being out means Mm -hmm. everyone else has to do their job. Well, you know, and, and I guess the Falcons game to me, what highlights that is Brandon Powell, who could barely run like, like he was cramping badly. And he's, you know, he's a very serviceable player, but he ain't great. He makes a huge catch. You know, Dobbs runs on fourth and seven, which is, of course, very close to a fourth and eight, for a first down before he throws that pass. It just, again, it feels like there are certain times where the football gods, where you make your luck and the football gods smile on you. And it feels like the Vikings have entered that cycle Now, in fairness again, the question is, do they self sabotage at some point or does Dobbs turn have to turn in the slipper in two weeks and then it's all done?
0: Yeah. Yep. And again, like Joshua Dobbs to defend him a little bit here, because I just I I think he's gonna implode at some point right now, gun to the head. Like what what's the likely scenario? Does he does he play his ass off the next you know six or eight weeks and He's Randall Cunningham, 1998, or Case I think I think there's a reason why he was available, and that will come to the surface at some point. But in fairness yeah. to him, he's never driven a car like this, man. And Justin Jefferson's coming back at some point. You know, you you don't have to do nearly as much if you're him in this vehicle as you would have in the Cardinals vehicle. So seeing yes. him navigate that is going to be... Fun to watch. By the way, uh, Vikings are currently the seven seed in the uh, NFC playoff bracket, and it's they're only a game up on Washington and Atlanta in the standings. But conference record would be the tiebreaker in most scenarios here. I believe the Vikings are five and two in conference right now. The Commanders are two and four. The Falcons are three and three, and then you get down further, and it's you know Buccaneers, Packers, so. Dude, even if they lose to the Saints, like they're going to be sitting there after a loss, still the seven seed, with games against the, the Bears on the horizon, another game against the Packers, Broncos, Raiders. Division, so. yeah, you're right. So yeah.
2: even, even though it's not a... It, this is a big swing game, I actually will say, because with the win, if they beat the Saints, this is from PFF yesterday, if they beat the Saints on Sunday, the Vikings' chances to make the playoffs are 74%. <sighs> wow. If they lose, it's down to 41 So this is a 30% swing. This is a huge game. That's why when you lose the Chargers and Chiefs, per se, it's not a huge deal in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't affect your conference record for tiebreakers, and with this horrible NFC, it's clearly going to matter. But this game is a pretty big game for your playoff picture. If it lost, it's not dead. You're still almost a coin flip. But with the win, you are in a driver's seat to most likely be in the
0: playoffs. Super, super interesting. Um, hey, before we dive into just a couple more categories here and a random Viking of the week, let's shout out our friends over at Livia Judd, helping a lot of Purple Daily listeners lose weight the last couple seasons. Absolutely. Including me. I uh, dropped 40 pounds a couple of years back. You're looking at Sports
1: Dad right there on the left. A little chunkier on the right. Oh, man. Lean, mean, fight, machine. But you know what? More importantly, we have heard from so Many folks who consume this show who have also joined and they have lost weight. And here's the most important thing. They not only have dropped weight, but they have kept the weight off because that's what the program is all about. Sustaining that loss so that you, you not only drop the weight, but you don't then go into that inevitable, it seems like for some diets, Yo, yo. And so you can join right now. And I got an offer for you three months free. If you join right now, three months free for a program that I'm going to tell you right now. It works. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com. L-I-V-E-A.com. Become the latest member of the PD family to experience weight loss. And again, three months free. Livia.com.
0: You know, uh, Maya Mackey might need to contact Livia because you know what Uh-oh. she did this morning? Uh-oh. She tricked her parents. Oh, she got she, two breakfasts. So dad got up to give Maya breakfast, <laughs> but mom was still sleeping. <laughs> still. And nervous. then dad went back to sleep. Maya went back to sleep. But then Maya was rustling 30 minutes later. So mom got up and said, oh, it looks like you need some breakfast. So she coaxed two Nutrisource chicken and rice mm. breakfast out of her parents today.
1: You yeah. know what that is? That is poor communication between the quarterback and the coach. That's what that is. You guys got to have – now, Now Stella right there, she pulls the same trick, but guess what? Mom and Dad, they are in constant communication, and so we know. But I will say this. Stella, she loves her training rewards treats. In fact, there's the Vinster. But, Dex, show this quick because guess who was at his local Chuck and Don's this past couple, this past week for the jerky strips. That's oh, right. Look at strips. that. Look at that.
0: jerky strips. Look healthy,
1: at healthy as can be. And I'm sure that if I was to shake that this bag loud right now, Dex, the Vinster would come oh, running.
2: Yeah, no, he'll that he'll treat. do that. He, he had his nose underneath my door a little bit earlier, just <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking around, looking around. You know, you got those treats. Come on, Dad, give me some of those oh, dang treats. I how get. Can it, you not buddy. love him? I I do. I love him very much. I love him I very much. He's a, he's a great pup. Who
0: what? doesn't love him? Are you suggesting Who's... that someone... Oh, doesn't?
1: no, no. Okay. I'm just saying it's so cute when they want their little food, their, their <laughs> treats. It's cute. It's Does. like, all oh.
0: Some Nutrisource dogs here. The Nutrisource is the official dog and pet food of Purple Daily and Scorn Earth. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com. Okay, a couple categories here for you guys. So when the pocket is clean for Joshua Dobbs, all right, this is just a one-game sample with the Vikings. We all know that when when you start to look at clean pocket stats... With Kirk Cousins, by a lot of metrics the last two or three years, he's been a top-five quarterback in the NFL when conditions are clean. Mm -hmm. Joshua Dobbs, when kept clean against the Falcons on Sunday. Now, when he was blitzed, he had some big runs, or when he was pressured, he would usually get away from it in some form, except for the safety and uh, one of the turnovers, a couple bad ones. But Dobbs was 17 of 23, 74% completions. For 159 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions when he was kept clean. So I think the hope would be going forward, even though you're not dealing with, you know, like a top 10 to 12 currently ranked quarterback like you had in Kirk Cousins, you got Joshua Dobbs, been kind of a journeyman. That if you can keep playing well up front, like they have for most of the season, that he can give you some of these performances where, hey, when he's clean, 70, 75% completions some touchdowns, no turnovers, but then when the pressure cranks up, if he can avoid fumbling and taking safeties and use his legs to open up opportunities, right? It's intriguing. So, how often can they keep him clean and then how often can he just make a play with his legs when, you know, the protection breaks down? And then one other thing too just to note that I believe this is really the first time in Kevin O'Connell's career as a backup quarterback or as a coach that he's ever worked with a true mobile quarterback. There's a couple like hmm. couple examples that might negate that. But as I was going through this morning, just out of curiosity. So as a player starting in like 2008, I think was his first year in the NFL. Yep. The quarterbacks that he was in the room with that were starting for the teams he was playing for were Tom Brady, Matt Castle, Mark Sanchez. And then he was with the lions for an off season, Matthew Stafford. None of those guys are mobile. Right. As a coach, he had Stafford again, obviously, Kirk Cousins, Josh McCown, Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, Dwayne Haskins, not a runner, Case Keenum, mobile, but not like a, you're yeah. not running like RPOs and stuff with Case Keenum, right? Yep. Or uh, read options, I should say. He had Johnny Manziel for six games in Cleveland, who was sort of mobile, but never studied the playbook, and I wouldn't count him as... Was totally checked out. Yeah. Uh, Three games of Josh Johnson in Washington, who could move a little bit. In 2016, he was a special projects coach with the 49ers and Colin Kaepernick. I think that was his last full season with the Niners. They were like one in 10 in the games Kaepernick played. He was not the peak version of Kaepernick. But that was the only example I could find is like 2016 special projects coach. He wasn't a quarterbacks coach, a coordinator or head coach. He wasn't in the room as a backup quarterback. Right. So this is kind of uncharted territory for him in a room with a mobile quarterback on a weekly basis. Interesting. So do you think that,
1: and again, this goes back and it starts a little bit with uh, Jaron Hall, but you know, I wonder what this presents as far as brainstorming ideas too. And and like, how cute do you get? How cute do you not get? Yeah. Um, The one thing I will say about Dobbs that concerns me and, and, reared its ugly head against the falcons is you know when things are breaking down dude you got to protect football like don't be trying to make a cute play don't be trying to th- you know if you're going to get sacked if you're in the grasp accept the sack or if nothing else try to escape but don't just like try to loft the ball up you to secure the football yeah secure those turnovers the were that they were concerning because like they showed a level of panic that i just don't want to see
0: So, yeah, it'll be, I mean, how much did, you know, O'Connell was asked earlier this week at a press conference, you know, hey, does this open up, uh, are you going to open up a bunch of new installs now? And he said, I don't know that we're going to be installing a lot more. We're trying to work on just crafting a small menu of things because it's not like, okay, now that he's got a week of practice, now he's going to be, you know a doctorate in Kevin O'Connell's offense. He's still, he's only been here for a week and two days right now. So there's only so much you can really cram in here, even with a full week of practice. And how much is improv at times too?
1: A lot. Yeah. So like, I I don't think that you, I, I guess my question, and I don't know the answer would be this. Do you have plays in your playbook that aren't designed for your quarterback and so you don't use them, but now you possibly could if that makes sense. So like like does O'Connell have a menu, and it might be a very small one, but of plays that aren't Kirk type plays, but they're still in there.
0: I I mean I'm sure like for Jaron Hall, for he instance. Could, I'm sure he could craft them. I mean there was the, the I think there was one play in particular, we broke it down with Boone. It was the short touchdown pass to Alexander Madison where mm-hmm. It was uh, kind of a play action where the offensive line all moves left, like it's a zone run to the left. And then Madison takes the fake handoff and darts immediately out to the right and gets across the face of the edge and the linebacker. The face. And so now, that's right. Oh, you said the face. <laughs> now, yeah. Across the face, yep. Damn. I love that phrase. And what you notice on that play is it's a play you could run with Kirk. It's just like a play action boot to the right. Right. but the but the linebacker dropped back into coverage and it would have been a much tougher throw to like lob it over that guy's head and hit Madison before I mean Kirk probably makes the play mm-hmm. but if you can use your legs, what happened was Dobbs used his legs to just sprint out past the hash mark over by the the number I'm pretty sure he cut the angle off and just made a direct throw to Madison because he's fast enough to get out that far right so there's certain plays I think that you would run with Kirk but Joshua Dobbs would be able to get out to the edge a little bit faster or you know make something happen quicker in that regard. But then again, there's other plays where Kirk's gonna throw a dart to somebody because he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. So there's some stuff you might take out. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then one more category for you here before we get to random Viking of the week. What should the the Vikings running back situation look like now? It's kind of an open ended question. Alexander Madison. Here's where he ranks in some running back categories out of 63 qualified running backs, okay? So 63 qualified running backs in the NFL. Yeah. PFF grade, 55th. Yards per carry, 44th. Three and a half yards per carry this year for him. It's a career low. Yards after contact per attempt, 48th. PFF receiving grade among running backs. So how are you as a pass catcher in the passing game? 58th out of 63. PFF pass protection grade as a blitz picker-upper or whatever. 29th out of 63. Elusive rating. PFF has something called elusive rating. 48th out of 63. And Cam Akers is out for the season. Yeah.
1: And Ty Chandler is supposed to play, but we don't know how much. But I think you've got to try him. You do. Like, Like, the one thing is... Dobbs is going to help give you definitely a more effective ground game as he proved against the Falcons. But you've got to you've got to be able to establish your backs a little bit. I'm not asking for a lot here, but yeah. unfortunately, Madison is giving you aside from his uh, two catches on Sunday almost nothing. So I just I feel like you have to establish something on the ground, and the Vikings are just scuffling so hard to you know come close to doing that consistently with their actual running backs.
0: Yep. And we're probably, I think it's wishful thinking too, with Ty Chandler to, to make him out to be the solution for all this. Cause if he was, I mean, the Vikings aren't oblivious to this with right. Alexander Madison, if they had a ready-made solution, he'd be getting more than one, two or zero carries in some of these games. So maybe some of it's, he doesn't, he doesn't see the holes in the zone, you know, running plays. Maybe he is so untrustworthy on, passing plays that they just can't even, but but with a mobile quarterback, maybe it's less important to make sure that your running back is a hundred percent picking up the right free running linebacker. Cause Joshua Dobbs can just scoot out of the way. So yeah, we'll see. So, all right, there's your state of the offense categories here on this uh, state of the offense Thursday. It's time now for a random Viking of the week on purple daily gentlemen presented in part by our friends over at Surly brewing mm. company, Judd, the NASCAR, is rocking his surly hooded sweatshirt here. That before I die, Lager certainly can. How about taking that? Taking the country huh? by storm. Huh?
1: Mm-hmm. We call it product placement, and it's so important when you believe in. The product, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no product I believe more in than Surly Surly Brewing and the Before I Die beer. You know, a few weeks ago, we thought, well, Before I Die, it's great. But, I mean, we're drinking to 2024, 2025. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. Guess what's back? Your favorite football team. And that means that as you're sipping Before I Die on the couch watching the Saints and Vikings on Sunday, you're doing it with an eye towards Joshua Dobbs leading Your team is Declan just promised all the way to a Super Bowl championship. Make sure that if you are enjoying a beverage, though, it is a Surly Furious Logic Bomb multi packs are delicious, and of course,
0: before I die, Surly Brewing. Sorry, my microphone was off. Let's shout out our friends at Three Jack as well. In the, (laughs) I'm not going to. I'm in no
1: position to criticize anyone for that.
0: Uh actually our, our our friend Lucy at Three Jack
2: just sent me a a nice little message here it's some some new notes some new things happening at Three Jack. So obviously we got company holiday season, you know, it's, it's coming up here. And whether you have a group of let's say it's a dozen or even up to 200 plus people, Three Jack in the North Loop can host you guys there and and, and golf skills not required. I have golf skills quote unquote, okay? And let me tell you, those skills are not required at Three Jack either. And also, they're running our gift card promotion. So you purchase a $100 gift card from our friends at 3Jack in person. You also get 20 bucks for free. So a lot of great stuff happening at 3Jack. With golf season, you know, kind of winding down too. If you still want to get your swings in, if you're itching like me and you have to put the clubs in the closet because you can't keep them outside anymore, at least I can go to my friends at 3Jack in the North Loop. I can book a simulator bay. Plenty of things happening and upcoming at the holiday season. Go to 3Jack.com to
0: learn more. All right, gentlemen, it's a random Viking of the week. Judd has the random Viking this week. I'm on a three-game winning streak. Robert Ferguson, Paul Ettinger, and Mike Wallace. Before that, it was Judd on a four-game winning streak with Sean Hill, Seatric Faison, Carl Eller, and Dwayne Clemens. Uh, Declan still winless since the Hank Basket controversy from a couple months ago here. I feel like I jinxed him. I feel like yeah, it jinxed him. There was so much consternation about it, too. I was so upset. Yeah, we had to take it to the, to the Supreme Declan Court of Purple Daily, Lawyer Chase. Yeah. So all-time, Judd has 61 victories, Declan 29, I have 16. In the new era where all three of us compete and loser is out, gives the clues the next week, Judd has nine wins, I have eight, and Declan has three. Mm. So Jeb will throw out a series of clues. We get up to three strikes each. If we hit that third strike, the other person wins on the spot. So be aggressive at your own risk. You guys ready? Yes. And we're off.
1: This former Viking is from Detroit, Michigan. Hails from the great city, the motor
0: city of Detroit. We're going to be control, control F boring here.
1: Okay.
0: Or control effing. I trust you guys. I, I I trust you guys. This game's built
1: on trust. Clue number two. He played for the Central
0: High School Blazers in Detroit. Mm.
2: Fellow Central guy. All
1: right. Mhm. Fellow Central guy.
0: Okay. Hey, I have I have someone, but I and I control F. We haven't done this person. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna guess yet. Though I'm gonna wait. Oh, you're
1: you're threatening to pounce, though, is what you're doing. You're threatening to pounce. Yep. Declan, shots have been fired. Or maybe I'll let Declan Declan just
0: kind of guess himself out of this one. We'll see.
1: Okay. This former Viking attended the University of Akron and was an All-American. Is that Maction? I believe it is Maction. the Mac,
0: right? Maction? Yeah, I
1: believe it is Maxion guy? A lot of people love it. Maction's back. Big brawl a couple nights ago, I think, in Maction. Mm. Sideline brawl. All right. Clue number four. This former Viking was drafted in the third round in 2001.
0: Oh, tough era.
1: Seeing if anyone's going right. to make a guess.
0: I, I have a guess. Phil's got a guess. Dwight Smith. Your winning streak is extended. Oh, let's go! <laughs> that was my guess, by the way, after the first clue. What he was your... Um, He's from Detroit. What was your, okay. I just I remember, I, I covered so remember covered that locker room in okay. 2008 or whatever it was. I felt
1: it was fair to give Dex a chance to because <laughs> it, it's still from when, when Dex was a big fan as well. Dude, so, let's go. All right. Right now. Four in a Oh, row. man. You missed my, some of my great clues. Including uh, the his most clue? his most mem- memorable moment in Minnesota did not come on the field.
0: <laughs> yep, that was a good one. He once was uh, for those who don't remember the 2005 or six Vikings or whenever that was. Let's just say that uh, Dwight Smith enjoyed himself a night in the blocky stairwell of downtown Minneapolis with some company.
1: Yeah, it was after a preseason game. Oh, really? He went
0: just went down there. After yeah, the he was
1: game, down right? at um, what, what was the. What was the uh, Wolves' favorite restaurant down there? Bellinote. Bellinote, like, and then the he club? went in the stairwell, and um, I believe she was from Wisconsin. Okay. I think she was from Hudson. Yeah, Dwight got himself Did they live trouble.
0: happily ever after?
1: <laughs> no. We're not no, sure? <laughs> no. no, he
0: just got arrested, and I think... I don't know what happened that. to her. He's, I mean, don't they just well, tell you to... Put your clothes on and go home? I don't think that's how that works, but you Really uh, need to arrest someone? For you that? know, I don't know
1: he got arrested per se. That's not fair. He got cited, something. Cited. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And but evidently two, two people who found love down the steps from the Applebees. Evidently yeah. he evidently it occurred right in front of a security camera and I talked to a person who saw the whole, saw all the footage and let's yeah. just say it was um it was very revealing. Didn't
0: he pick off a pass in the Super Bowl for two. the Buccaneers too? Two. Returned him for touchdowns. And did not win MVP. I looked it up this morning. He he had two pick sixes in the O
1: two Super Bowl. And didn't win M V P what?
0: That's amazing. He was kind of off a corner, cornerback for them. Safety and then yep. converted to safety yep. later on with the Vikings. Yeah, oh six, oh seven with the Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings. He, mm-hmm. he was
1: uh what I would consider to be a character among the guys we covered. He was a character. <laughs> yes, that was good though. Four guesses in.
0: Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Yes, appreciate that. All right. Actually, uh, so Declan will give me two things
2: that's preposterous. There, there was, there was Detroit and Akron, Ohio. And those were
0: the only, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Huh? Yeah, I was. I was impressed. Well what were the clues? You said Detroit Akron and then played third high round school p- football in Detroit third round, and pick, then third round pick in 2001. And then you got it. So the Detroit thing sometimes like I covered as a as a beat writer I covered the O six, seven, eight, and 9 teams and you were in there too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes on those teams you cover like you stare at the rosters so much. Oh. Yeah. oh. You just you know like when guys are drafted And I knew that he came in the league in the early 2000s because I knew that he had a pick in the 2002 Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. So it all added up. I wasn't 100 percent sure, but sometimes you got to shoot your shot here on random bike.
2: I will say the only two times that has worked for me are when you have said Minneapolis, Minnesota and Pensacola, Florida. And it's not because of their football careers. It's because of their wrestling careers. And that's the same reason from Pensacola, Florida, Roman Reigns. Like, I I (laughs) am well aware of that from Minneapolis, Minnesota, Brock Lesnar. Same thing. From parts
0: if, unknown. Parts
2: unknown. Joe, Joe Anoya, <laughs> in fact, right? In fact, yeah. I think if you just like name a random North. wrestler, I wonder if I can just pull the city just knowing how... Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man. Okay, so that was a little before my... was yes, before his time. Give, little give before him a guy. Florida. He
0: was Sarasota. 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 Florida.
2: Florida. Okay, I don't think I would be able to pull that one. Give him a guy uh, from his... Uh, the Big lost. Boss
0: Man. Big Boss. Again, little, little Cobb County, Georgia. Okay, That's yeah. Right. Big boss. Okay, I'll give you one from your era. Let's go uh, Chris. Well, Chris Jericho, he's been too many. He's Can't like three think cities, a, too. Yeah. Uh, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit from Al- Calgary, Al-
2: Calgary, Alberta, Alberta, Canada, I think is what they, they would. Even give the, they wouldn't even give the city. I think they would just say from Alberta, Canada. Build
0: from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Okay. Nice. Yep. Wow. Yep. There you go. Uh, let me give you one more for those who are still... <laughs> listening to this podcast I'm trying to think like early 2000s uh dave batista dave batista of washington dc hold on build location <laughs> build location washington dc that's amazing, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> all right wow. well that's a wrap on uh purple daily and also wrestling um build from locations trivia here appreciate you guys hanging out with us and for making this one of the most highly consumed football podcasts for some reason in all of America. We'll see you guys for a feedback Friday just after 10 o'clock AM central time tomorrow.